you're back. Yeah. Double digits. <sighs> Such a good feeling. Show 10. That's right. 10 in the bag. Congratulations to us. That's right. Hope you guys are excited, because we are, for sure. That's a fun one. Yeah, you know, I we talked about it. We didn't want to, like, just go nuts on a topic. We were just kind of going to hit on several things, especially things that are important to today, and then uh, see where it goes. Well, I was going to say, it kind of then fell down to two topics. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, which is... I'm going to go ahead. It's the update on the impeachment because oh, man. all kinds of things are still happening with that. And we're going we're gonna to go down some rabbit holes. Don't get us wrong. So, And then, uh, you know, this one's important to me. We're doing the old Glenn Bexter. Glenn Bexter. Yeah, we've received some feedback recently from um, several folks. I've gotten other folks besides one particular that we've been talking about. Several articles are shared. Yes, sir. From Glenn Beck. And, yep. and uh, we got curious. I wanted to know more about the yep. man. Any good researcher will tell you if you, and you know, I, I, this is not just my opinion. You know, uh, one guy that I admire a lot is David McCullough, who's a historian. Love him. Um, and I listen to a lot of what he talks about in his interviews. And one thing is like historical record being so important and, you know, making sure that there's <clears throat> a proper voice for media. And a lot of people are just, just going nuts on the media, being all fake and biased and this, that, and the other. And, you know, I won't say that there aren't sources that are fake and biased. That's why you have to be willing to read widely and find sources that you find credible and reliable over time. And it doesn't mean they can't make mistakes. Yep. But, you know, and such is the case with, you know, Glenn Beck, right? He's uh, a source through Fox. We're going to get into a lot of details, but... I got a nice little overview of him. Yeah, and that's uh, going to be that's gonna be really handy to set the stage. Yeah. So, uh, well, how was your week? Week went super fast, as always. Courtney and I were talking about that yesterday. She's like, it's, you know, Thursday morning. We're getting ready, and she's like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do this weekend? And fortunately, uh, Saturday and Sunday are going to be really nice, wet, like sunny, in terms of not rainy or anything for this time of year, a little cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go over to, I think, Roth's over in Morton uh, tomorrow afternoon. It's like a, a pumpkin patch. They have wagon rides. They have a bunch of things that kids can run around and play on. And I, it's free to um, – well, certain parts of it, I think, are free. Not all of it. Don't coin me on that. But it's reasonably priced for, for like, the wagon rides. We did that last year. The kids had a lot of fun there. They had this huge, bouncy – balloon type thing that you can it's on the ground i don't know how else to describe it but adults can get out with their kids and run around and play and they have a your kids have a blast so we're gonna That's go fun. do that yeah so the week went fast and everyone's been looking forward to that my kids have been in my bed the last two nights so if i look and act a bit tired it's because right. i am but i'm powering through enjoying myself with a nice beer here next to my best buddy and Talking to you guys about things that I'm passionate about, so life's good. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I How feel you doing? Like, yeah, you know, it was a fast week. School is uh, so Berkeley Online doesn't do the traditional 16 week semesters. They do 12 weeks. I guess that's like more like a quarter, but it's still a semester. Yeah. And uh, so there's no like you know like in school there was like that that first week nice like cushion oh yeah. yeah yeah you get in you like meet your teacher and go over the syllabus no and... cushion here just you're just there <laughs> you're just there just right you there. walk in and it's as if you were in a month yep and uh does not uh let up so it has been really busy there's online chats 
Um, I'm really big that, you know, like they'll say, we have to respond to like two of your classmates. I'm a big, like respond to everybody. Oh, I just think that's important. I yeah. want feedback is important. That's what we're there for. Yeah. I never went that far. So I'll be honest with you. I mean, you're a nice guy for sure. Oh, I'm just a sucker. Well, <sighs> if it's what you care about and it makes you happy, then do it. I have fun with it. And that, uh, so yeah, that, that's been uh, the majority of the week. Fun thing happened uh, last night. It's last night. The days it's, are, it's a I'm blur. Right I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. With the sleepiness the and all that, you're like, is it Thursday, Friday, Monday? I know. It's terrible. Ugh, I have two kids. Yeah. Yeah. We're both there. Living that life. We're both there. But this now is 30. I know. <laughs> no one told us. Yep. Uh... Yeah, so last night Chelsea has a work function, which she tells me is a kind of the replacement for their company picnic. Oh. So, and it's at a nice place. So we get, come home from work, shower, get a button-up on, suit jacket. Yeah, I saw your picture with... Uh, My darling yeah, Evelyn. Yeah. Got her all dressed up nice. too in Halloween, little get-up. Uh, Harrison was at Grandma's. Harrison's just... It was at a real nice place, and he's... Active. Active. He's sad. Yep. Excited. Yeah. About a everything. lot of energy. I yeah, love man. it. I get it. Yeah, so, uh... She's cute, maintainable More manageable. Right now. Yeah, at this age. She can be housed in the relative arm bubble. Mm-hmm. Funny thing, was not a family event. <laughs> ah! Yeah. And, uh, so we're there. <laughs> you know, me and my daughter... Not supposed to be there. They're doing like new company photos for their ID badges, which I almost thought about trying to get one. You should have. I know. But like, hold the baby, probably... like, look serious. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought there might be trouble abounding if I did that. So, <laughs> you're rolling into work at Methodist. Yeah, everything, <laughs> yeah. Everything's going relatively well. And then all of a sudden, the CEO gets up to talk. And my my daughter decides that's the time to tell everybody at the table hi individually, uh, like leaning on the table, kind of like a spin the bottle of hello. Ah, yes. She's like hi, hi, <laughs> 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 like super cute and like uh, melt your heart and like people were laughing. Yeah. And Jill's like go outside <laughs> and uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got to go down and play on the riverfront. Well, which there you go. Arguably, we had better time there. More fun down yeah. there. Uh, playing under the bridge. Cool. Sounds like such a. <laughs> Oh, Sounds well. dangerous and like, yeah, but you know what? We live in a town where it's the thing to do. Yeah, for sure. If you're not from here, there's a nice little riverfront park, and yeah. he's not talking about anything dangerous. <laughs> it's Hanging a big out. river, but it is, uh, yeah, you're not, you aren't going to go try to swim across it with your, no. your tiny little girl. No, someone did ask me for money, but that's, that's par for the course in any city these days. Correct. Unfortunately, with uh, lots of economic factors and mental health factors, there is plenty of that, so. Yeah. And so I'm, and I'm in like a nice clothes and stuff. Oh and, yeah. And like I, honestly, there's an assumption there. Rarely ever carry cash on mm -hmm. me anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, most people don't. I know. Yeah. But I was. I like, don't. You know. No I don't feel bad, but me. I've been accosted a couple times where they ask for weird things and it's like, "Do I need a ride?" I'm like, "Hell no!" <laughs> like, and I just roll. <laughs> I'm out of there. 
<laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Like, you know, I, I try not to be, uh, I don't want to be a bad person in that sense, but like I give to organizations that will provide people help if they seek it out instead yeah. of just accosting people on the street. Random acts of kindness. Yeah. I'm not just not that kind of person, unfortunately. Hey, safer, man. It's not safer. Yeah. Well, we have kids now and I am super cautious as you all should be as well. So anyways, yeah. the weeks were good, fast, eventful for you, especially. Fun. Comical. Yeah. That was fun. That's awesome. Really good food. There's a local restaurant that catered. Yeah. So you had like some pulled pork, some cheeseburger sliders, teriyaki chicken, kebabs. I'm starving now. Who was it? Uh, it was Cracked Pepper. Oh, I love them. I know. Yeah. It was so good. Shout out to Cracked Pepper. Yeah. They have like a tiny little restaurant thing in downtown Peoria. Views and opinions here no way reflect management or the staff at Cracked Pepper. Yeah. Disclaimer there. But it's so good. But if you want to like sponsor the show and we'll put up a little sign and we can have your sandwiches up here to show people, we're all for it. So good. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah. Oh man. Go there. Call to action. Uh so um yeah. and that the whole week though, honestly, I'm trying to like keep up with the story. Like yeah. that was that's with everything in half life. the thing we were trying to decide is like what are we gonna do the show on? And yeah. at one point I'm like, I just keep reading the news. Yep. And that is taking up all my time. Yep, and we kept getting feedback and we were listening to Glenn Beck material. We're like, hey, yeah, we could do Glenn Beck. We yes. talked about other people. I think it's important. I think it's important to know who he is and some of his little history and uh, how he uh, and, stands. If I may. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No. But I think it's important to note because we're only nine minutes and 30 seconds in that we're not just going to be bashing. There are some things about Glenn Beck that we like. Yeah. And we're going to hit on those. We really want to talk did. about that. Yeah. So please don't shut us off now because you're like, oh, these guys are going to just destroy him. It's not the case. There are lots of things we don't like, but guess what? There are things we like as well. Yeah. Things that pain me to say, but we will say them. Correct. Correct. For so, integrity. Hang with us because we are in men of integrity. Yes. Uh, but first, the impeachment. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So uh, where do we start? The White House said we're not going to cooperate. <sighs> yep. That was pretty much got... I mean, so the... When we last left off, there had been the impeachment inquiry that Nancy Pelosi had announced was going to take place. The um, Intelligence uh, Committee uh, in the House, I think that's Adam Schiff, Yep. Uh, who is the chair. Was, Shifty Schiff, as yeah. the right affectionately calls it. Yeah, exactly. I love... I. I I love the fact that people think it's appropriate to like nickname people now with like these titles and stuff. Like we're in, you know, junior high and all that, and like, oh, it's the fat kid or it's the dumb kid. It's the kid that has glasses. Like, let's make fun of them for a nickname. It makes me think of Michael Scott in the office when he goes around and he has the seminar and he shows people how to use uh, mnemonic uh, devices to come up with people, and he's like, "You are bald. You have no hair." (laughs) H your name is Henry. <laughs> and it's just terribly offensive. Yeah. And he's like, but it works. It's I, funny when it's in a TV show. Yeah, but that's reality and it's our president. It's, and it's pathetic so when people that should be holding up a high office with values um, just feel like it's appropriate to do that, you know? So there I were. Mean, Calls. Okay, yes. So now the White House decided they weren't going to participate, yeah. and this is they, the House started their inquiry. They right? said it they was started... a baseless. Uh, the White House claimed the impeachment proceedings yep. are a baseless. Uh, I can't remember the exact wording. Yeah, there's, they basically said there was no validity to it. Like they had not allowed, uh, they had not held a vote in yep. the House to formally um, 
go about the impeachment inquiry, which I guess is that's the first step is an inquiry. Then the articles of impeachment are created by the committees that are doing the in investigation. Those are then submitted to the Senate to begin the trial. Right. Well, if it passes the House. Correct. If it passes, well, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. There's a there's voting and there's there's they 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 bring the forth the articles to the Senate. Yeah. And so one of the things that the Republicans are claiming is that um, that the Democrats aren't doing this the appropriate way. Normally, I, normally, like impeachment the, doesn't happen all correct. the time. There's not a roadmap so, for guys. It's only been this is the third time it's ever been done. Fourth. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, I'm sorry. Fourth yes. time it's ever been done. Yes, and uh, Nixon's questionable. but uh, It was going to happen. Lots of work was put into it. Yep. So um, what the right is claiming is that because the uh, House did not start this in the House Judiciary Committee, right. rather than Nancy Pelosi announced it and then put it through the... Intelligence Committee. Intelligence Committee. Yeah. There, are six, there are six total committees that are investigating this right now. Yes. So I mean, it's not like she just picked, you know, one out of out of you know random and said, "Hey, I want you guys to run the show." And there are many investigations going on into Trump. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, just for example, there's the intelligence committee that's heading off the investigation, the leading the investigation. Sure. There's the judiciary, the oversight, ways and means, financial services, and foreign affairs committees that are all investigating this. In, through the impeachment inquiry. Man, there's a lot of big names. Adam Schiff, yeah. Jerry Nadler, uh, uh, Elijah Cummings. Yep. Uh, that's, man, see, that's... And Elijah Cummings has gotten into it with Trump several times yep. over his home district. Absolutely. Uh, Richard Neal, I've never heard of. I feel bad for that. He doesn't have a huge name. Maxine Waters has yep. come up. Not nearly as much. Elliot Engel, never heard of this never guy. Never heard of Foreign Affairs. Either. But that Foreign Affairs is probably key with the fact that we're talking about Ukraine, Right. Um, but the big names, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Elijah Cummings, those are always frequent targets of Trump and people that haven't been part of it, the um, the uh, uh, the special counsel's investigation as well. So, um, you know, a lot of big names there. But, you know, it, there's nothing saying that Nancy Pelosi could not designate anybody in particular to head off the investigation. So she chose the, the House Intelligence Committee, and that's the way it is with this. And the other pushback, uh, yes, so again, Republicans claim that that is... That's wrong. Nullif nullifies right. Makes the it so we can't do it. constitutional right put forth yeah. by the founding fathers for the House yep. uh, to, to do this. And I would also like to say that this is kind of akin to a grand jury uh, where the defendant really hasn't have much of a means to put forth the evidence against... We're not in the trial. It's not the trial. This is the time they're gathering the evidence. Yep. And the complaint uh, from the right is that the left is kind of stonewalling <laughs> them. Well, and they are. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this a little bit already. I mean, essentially, it's like it's a shitstorm. Yep. Like a complete cluster in the, the purest sense because it's like a, the falling dominoes, right? The, the, pres the, the executive branch has refused... To, to cooperate with the investigation, not just through the letter that was just released saying, hey, we're not going to cooperate at all. Before, they were denying um, uh, the U.N. ambassador, the they were basically ordering him through the State Department not to testify in front of one of the committees in the House. I don't remember which. Which, now he will be there. He will be through subpoena, because it wasn't just a request through the impeachment inquiry, it was a subpoena from a House committee that had to be, you know, they basically voted and said they're going to subpoena the guy, force him to come, under you know oath and uh, I think there's a threat of 
contempt if you don't show up. I'm trying to find his name. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. And that's not necessarily the most important thing. Um, There's literally so many. I tried to keep all the AP news push by push bulletins of the things I wanted to talk about. But there's literally like 14, and I'm not going to do them all. But uh, the other one that I think is super important, because it's about the impeachment in Ukraine, is the former Ukraine ambassador testifies that President Trump pressured. Yeah, and she testified under oath that President President Trump pressured State Department to remove her from her position. Yep. So and that's because of some crazy conspiracy. Yep. That she was going around trying to gather evidence against Trump. Really? And see, the same process happened to her. They ordered her. She still works for the State Department. Right. She was just removed. She works. With, they ordered her not to testify last night. The day. The day before. They subpoenaed her so she could come and and then claim legitimacy she could still be punished for doing that mm. but this is just it so there's a claim of stonewalling right the white house is ordering people not to cooperate so now the house of representatives is all they're also stonewalling which is not good they're stonewalling the republicans they're not ha- having a vote they are following legitimate process and i want to take one second here to to read one line from the U.S. Constitution, Article 2, Section 4, the President, Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for a conviction of treason, bribery, or or other high crimes and misdemeanors. <clears throat> and it goes into few details beyond that. It doesn't lay out a clear path on how it has to be done. So there's nothing it that's says... It. <laughs> correct. That's, yeah. It doesn't say... Um, there's more to it in terms of the uh the what there's a few house rules on how they go about like they can have a committee vote um i should probably look this up and tell you guys exactly but basically there's more than one way that the house can can bring about the impeachment right go, if you want to look for that i yeah. can ra- go ahead. ramble on for a moment yeah. like the the th- issue i'm still taking with a lot of this is um again the oh. claim of precedence yeah. and there's just how can you claim precedence in something that's a has very little legal? I don't know what to say. Binding. There's basis. There's very little basis for how it's supposed to be done. Yes. The Constitution kept it vague on purpose because they wanted us to build the rule of law over time, right? That's how law has been formed in this country. Yes. Is that they gave us a very basic framework, and over time, there's been set precedent over time. It doesn't mean that that is the law of the land. It, you know, forever. It means Are we that... claiming Trump is a precedented president? Like, that's <laughs> asinine yeah, to claim, right? you know? So, individual members of the House can introduce impeachment resolutions like ordinary bills. Right. Or the House could initiate proceedings by passing a resolution authorizing inquiry. Or they may have the, the uh, Speaker uh, announce a formal inquiry into impeachment. That's like when your mom's like, now. <laughs> Christopher Michael? Uh, I know. Uh, too often. <laughs> too often. Right? So that's just it. I mean, we're talking about the fact that there's stonewalling all around, right? People aren't aren't necessarily completely being transparent. But yeah. at the end of the day, if the White House, as they said, if it was a perfect call, yeah. then they should have no problem releasing the full transcript, not the notes. Can we that stop we've seen. saying perfect call? Right. I hate that. What is there is a no perfect, perfect call. call? Like I always have some kind of awkward exchange, like of the ending, like, are you really, like, is this the end? Like, oh, all right, so I'm going to go. Like, See, I'm a big, like, I, I feel like I, when I say have a good day, that to me is my goodbye. Mm. 
and I'll say like, "Have a good yeah, day." Yeah, goodbye. And and people all the time like, "Oh, go, goodbye," and I'm right. already hanging up. Yeah. Like, we don't need to say anything more. Yeah, I get it. I wish you well. My family raised me like a, "All right, I love you. Oh, love you too." That's all right. Bye. And you wait for the other bye, and like if you don't hear it, then it's kind of awkward. Absolutely. With with Chell, with my mom yeah. and dad. Everybody else you're right, I'm just like... Fam yeah, but at work. Adios, muchacho. Yeah, at work, there's this huge misconception on how phone calls should go. Yeah. So, I mean, if the, the White House was transparent, if they literally just released the transcript, and if they, if they let everybody testify about yeah. the perfect call, then why would... Then let the, the impeachment inquiry proceed, right? The, the, the House, the Democrats, should allow a full vote. They should allow the Republican subpoena power... Because that's not in there right now, right? If we're going to all be open yeah. and not just shut the wall on everybody else. Here's the, but, okay. I'm not advocating. I'm strictly. I'm just going to counter. Go for it. Because we have a president that is oh my gosh. amazing at misinformation. He's amazing at nicknames, as yes. we already said. If if any of the information of the... Like, okay, Trump has already... Look at his Twitter. It's a media not, arsenal. Yes. He has been discrediting this Ukrainian ambassador that just testified for at least a week, a week and a half. Like, he knows what's coming. He, he does. Correct. He's surrounded by insiders. The misinformation campaign. I mean, he's the president, right? Like, he, he has a clue. Yep. Well, he does, sort of, because he won't read any of the... He refuses to read intelligence reports in the briefings he's given every day. Like, he flat out admitted he doesn't. And he... He does. He's king of misinformation. Correct. He is good at trashing people's names. They send out bolts on how to do it to these to people in yes. the house. All and and that's and that's why I'm kind of for what the Democrats are doing because I argue it's more fair. Right. I'm not arguing against that. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. But no, no. My whole point was just that if we're gonna do it right. Yeah. If he was gonna be like, if he was gonna uphold the high office that he has, right. He would have transparency. He would drain the swamp as he had promised he was going to do. Yeah. And have the transparency. If it's a perfect call, then God damn it, get it out there. Like, seriously, there's no reason why you shouldn't share that. And there's no reason why, if that was the case, that the House should be pulling any crap that they are. Like, I agree. There's crap on both sides. Nobody's cleaning all this. Yeah. Like, pun intended. Because I... everyone's hands are dirty. It's not right, though, because... <laughs> Because we have to do yeah. it this way. Yes. You're right. Because of the fact that the president is manipulating his entire party. Yes. He's pissed off his biggest allies in the party. They have all succumbed to the fact that popularity got him to where he's at. And they don't want to fly in the face of that and then not get reelected. So there's a game being played through this. It's not like everybody in the excuse me, GOP just said, hey, Trump's the, the shit, man. I love that guy. No, most of them probably aren't saying that at all. They're just doing what they have to to win favor and, you know, keep themselves in power. And So the stonewalling is there. No one's proceeding with the impeachment uh, as would be normal. I'm going to go ahead and unquote. claim it's McCarthyism since we did a show on that, if you don't know what I'm referencing. Well, yeah, I've said this before. Trump wishes that he woke up and it was 1955 again. Well, that's because his... And he was damning the commies. McCarthy's lead legal advisor was one of Trump's... Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn. Yep, yep, yeah. his mentor. Yeah, and so we've talked about that a bit. Absolutely. So right now, basically, there's being subpoenas flying out, basically compelling people to come and testify in the, you know, flying in the face of direct orders from there, you know, the White House saying that they should not be testifying to these people. And as of tonight of filming, President Donald Trump says acting Homeland Security Secretary Kevin 
uh, McAllen is stepping down from, well, obviously Homeland Security. Because his ass got tired of all the wires being pulled, strings being pulled, making him do things because the puppeteers were running him ragged. That's crazy out there. The amount of acting people in our government right now is astonishing. And acting means that they haven't gone through confirmation, and it means that nobody has has any real oversight. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's like a, it's the best. It is a very genius way to fuck over the government. <laughs> yeah. In simple terms. Yeah. So, you know, the impeachment thing is just blowing up too because things keep compounding, right? Well, There's all this stuff with the Rudy Giuliani. Yep. Um, two of his associates are now arrested for campaign finance violations. Yes. Before everybody's thousand donation to a PAC supporting President Trump, something we talked about literally in our campaign yep. finance was foreign money coming in to PACs. Yep, these guys are so from Soviet, from the Soviet Union, I believe, or something like that. Soviet born, I think yeah, is what former, I read. Yeah, yep, former Soviet, Soviet born, I guess what I would say. Um, uh, and so they are before anybody comments right now and says. What does the investigation have to do with their finance? Whatever. It's like, okay, they broke the law, one. Okay. Two, going back to the Mueller investigation, all the people who got charged and convicted and put in prison or took plea deals, all that shit, that was found out through the investigation into collusion. So guess what? Even if they didn't find yeah. that Trump said, hey, here's the nuclear codes, Putin. Yeah. If they didn't find that. They still investigated these people, tracked down the money, so to speak. What was all the money. Yeah, right? What was um, Manafort doing in Ukraine before he was the campaign running the campaign for the Trump election? Yeah. He was in Ukraine making money as a political consultant, like millions, tens of millions of dollars. And we're going to get to later why Bo Biden's thing may look suspicious and why a lot of politicians are over there doing the same suspicious activity. But guess what? It's legal. Yeah. Well, not the way Manafort did it. Well, no. He got in trouble for what he did with the money after he earned it. Yeah. Now, he didn't get in trouble for what he was doing in the consulting part. Now, Giuliani doesn't have... I mean, these are former associates. They're not... It's not a direct tie. Yeah, but there's a picture with them, with the guy, like... I know. A week ago. I know. So, and what they're saying on NPR is that they're basically... They, they were just the straw men. And that sure. all the money came from... I thought it was Ukrainian. From Ukrainian... Uh, well, Ukraine interests... Yeah, oligarchs are what yeah. run Ukraine have since the Soviet bloc broke up. I mean, it's all the assets got transported, transitioned to a small number of like families that basically run like gang warfare, only in a semi-legitimate democracy. Figure that one out. And yeah, so basically, Ukraine latches on to American politicians and people that uh, from the West because. And they pay them enormous sums of money to be political consultants to serve on boards of companies because it brings legitimacy with it, right? They crave, they have this, they have the right process, but they crave legitimacy among their populace, and they want to make sure that when they are, um, if as Bo Biden's was it Bo Biden? Yeah, as he was on that Ukrainian um, oil oil and gas companies board. It was a uh, liquefied natural uh, liquefied natural gas. LNG. LNG company. Okay. Yeah. So when he was on the board of the LNG company, he was hired, you know, to work on ethics and to bring um, legitimacy to that company, right? In the sense of you can't say, and granted, it sounds suspicious. Oh, like, that backfired. <laughs> right. It sounds suspicious, right? He's making 50 grand a month. I think there's other reports of higher amounts. Let's yeah. just settle on 50 to be what I've seen from several news outlets. 
it's a lot of money, man. I don't fifty grand a month if I had that, I wouldn't do be doing a hell of a lot more work than this guy sitting on the board working on ethics. But I'm telling you, so fifty grand a month, and that's not illegal to pay him that, right? In any shape or form, he's making that money just like other politicians are from the West. Um, and granted, there's no account of what he actually did or what the qualifications are, and there's nothing wrong with hiring him. Like that's not illegal. It's just suspicious. I know. In the sense that why you know this here, is a success for the Republicans. Oh, it is in that sense. Yes. yes, they've muddied the water. That's all they had to do. Correct. It doesn't matter if there's Correct. anything there. Correct. It doesn't matter, even though there's not, and it's been investigated from the U the Ukrainian prosecutor's office and, and if, if you in the U.S. To the if you listen to Glenn Beck, yep. bring him up. Yep. He discredits the uh, investigator that they replaced uh, Stolsky. I'm not yep. gonna flip my pages backwards to find out. Yeah, I forget the. Uh, but. Glenn Beck tries to discredit this guy. They say yep. that the the government was just kind of crazy right then, so they rushed the replacement through, yep. and that the guy that finished the investigation that went on for 10 months after yep. he was replaced, they say that he wasn't qualified, and that's why it needs to be investigated again. Yeah, so it was a, the company was under, under investigation before Bo was on the board. So here's my my thing I am going to say. And after. Bo, or, uh, Joe Biden yes. is now number two. Yeah. He is in the polls. number two in the polls. Let's see how much they care about this thing if Elizabeth Warren gets the uh, nomination. Yeah. And well, then let's decide if it was politically based. Right. It's smart because I think Trump has made a calculation that he's more likely to defeat Warren in a battle. He already beat uh, a female candidate. I think, he, you know, in his mind, he probably looks at that mm -hmm. as an uh, something he can work with. Yep. Someone he can bully and, and attack. And She's tall, though. You know, I think she's pretty feisty. Yeah. Well, I don't um, think he can, like, creep up behind her so easy. Yeah. <laughs> He's not creepy, is he? <laughs> hey, real quick, Chris. Uh, whose tactic is it to discredit people as soon as they, they hear that there's something wrong? Kind of like Glenn Beck did, you know, to... to By whose tactic is that? Sounds a lot like our president. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Hmm. Not like there's anything connected there. It's funny, though. Um... Do you want to do that, or do we have we anything else? We need a segue. I don't know about anything else in particular in this investigation, or in the impeachment, other than, you know, it's, it's going to keep going. It's and a I, really tangled web. Oh, man. It's not clean. Everybody's hands are dirty. It's fucked up the, the election. I think the Republicans did exactly what they intended to do. I think they got Joe Biden into second place. I think you're right. I think they believe Warren is an easier candidate to take on. Yep. I don't disagree with that. I, I think Me either. that she is easier to take on than Biden, yep. I guess. And, and, and it's so far as and, someone who's not got the name recognition as Joe Biden was a, a, a prior, a former vice president. There's no way of saying Elizabeth Warren's never done that, right? It just carries more weight. And he's part of a political dynasty in that sense. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, he just he has more weight. Shit. And poor Bernie. Come on, Bernie. Well, I'm still pulling for Bernie, like, through and through. I know. I don't care. Just because he had a heart attack. That's all right. Hey, man, my grandma's 94, and she's still kicking. Yep. I had a guy come in. He's their supplier to the shop. He's 92. He drives all around to the different shoe shops and sells some stuff. Never would have guessed he was 92. My boss was like, oh, are you Bernie, you 80 yet? He was on 92. Like, <laughs> what? You're like, holy shit. <laughs> we need help carrying that glue? No doubt, man. Yeah. Damn. So I told my grandma, I'm like, if anybody else in the family lives to be 94, we'll be lucky. I, like, yeah. let alone 
active and thinking and being a walkie-talkie, as my mom says. Going for 100. Yeah. I, I know. I hope so, too. Yep. Hope I see you there, buddy. Boom. So, anyways, I think we're going to segue because the impeachment thing is going to keep going, and we're probably going to see it go to the Supreme Court or something in, in case there's nothing but stonewalling all the way up. You yeah. know what I mean? That being said, I'm still pulling for Bernie. Yeah, and uh, We'll see. Bernie, if you ever see this, which is highly unlikely, <laughs> given our views. We're pulling for you, buddy. <laughs> we're pulling for you. Hey, I voted for you in the primary last year, so. I did, too. I did, too. You did really good here. And what the DNC did to you is so unfair, and I would dedicate a whole show to that, but Michael Moore already made a whole movie on it. Yeah, it's not so worth just going that. down that rabbit hole because we've been rehashing all that. So. so Glenn Beck. Yeah, Mr. Glenn Beck. The boy who cries wolf. I really believe so. I mean, at the end of the day, this guy has built a media empire worth a fortune now, and yeah, there's so much to it. Tell us, Chris. Uh, born February 10th, 1964. His parents... 55? Yeah, the pa- uh, his parents were, uh, owned a bakery. Really? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I love sweets. I do too. Man. Bread. We should start having cookies while we do this thing. We should, yeah. instead of beer. I'm drinking carbs though, guys. I have coffee and carbonated water. <laughs> hey, I usually drink water, but I thought this was so fun. I wanted to be chillaxed, so guess what? I got my Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Yeah, I was eager to do this. Uh, so Glenn Beck is the author of six New York Times bestselling books. Yeah. Before, uh, host Worth of like $250 million. $250 million. Host of the Glenn Beck Show on Fox from uh, was January of 09 to uh, June of 2011. Huh. Owner and founder. See, I feel like it was longer than that. I know. Uh, owner and founder of Mercury Radio Arts. Mm-hmm. That was in 2002, and that is the parent company of his TV and radio network, uh, The Blaze, yep. which launched in 2011 the under the GBTV yeah. uh, name, which is a subscription, uh, subscription-based. Yeah. Uh, you got to buy into that sucker. You can't hear it. Yep. Can't be... Uh, can't be uh, sharing your stuff for to the, free. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta pay. Masses. I don't even know how much it is. Do you? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't go that far. I'm down curious. The website. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So, uh, mid 1985, Beck hosted a four-hour radio show on WRKA out of Louisville, Kentucky. It was called Captain Beck and the A Team. It was not a political show. They actually did just goofy stuff uh, and would... Uh, Way to save yourself. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Uh, they would prank each other, whatever, whatnot. So, 1987, a couple years later, he was hired at KOYFM in Phoenix. Home of the best media. Uh, yeah. He co-hosted a show called The Morning Zoo. Hmm. And uh, on that show, he had a rivalry with the local pop wow. station there. Saucy. Well, yeah, it escalated with Beck calling the wife of KZZP's host, Bruce Kelly, and mocking her for a recent miscarriage. Oh, that is just sick. Yep. Jeez. So, he resigned. Adios. Uh, in 89, but it was to do a show in Houston on Power 104. Uh, But he was fired in 1990 due to poor ratings. Shocker. Yeah. So he keeps going. Uh, now we get to 1992. Beck and a host from the previous job uh, who was doing before this um, 
in Maryland, a guy named Pat Gray. I'm pretty sure Pat's still around. They started a show in Connecticut in 95. Uh, the station had to issue an apology after Beck and Gray mocked a Chinese-American, which led to protests by activist groups. So he's been at this a while. Hey, side note. Yeah. You want to get Blaze? Ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month. Uh, yeah. So, uh, 1998, uh, Gray had left, but Beck, uh, was still there, uh, with his co-host Vinny, uh, but they were informed their, uh, Beck contract would not be renewed in 99. Hmm. So. A lot of hard times. I know. And Ryan's I'm going to be honest around, with you. But he made a douche move there. You can't be expecting good things after that. No. No. But, uh, in 2000, the Glenn Beck program airs in Tampa, Florida. Ah, Florida. <laughs> you know. You have just... provided us with some <laughs> wonderful headlines and news. And it worked for him. You know, within a year, he took the time spot that was 18th for the station and made it number one. Wow. 2002, Premier Radio Networks carried his show nationwide to 47 stations. Dang. And by 2008, it had reached over 280 terrestrial stations, as well as being on uh, satellite radio. It was ranked fourth in the nation with over 6.5 million listeners. Dang. Big numbers. Big entertainment. He was tied with Rush Limbaugh and uh, what's the financial guy? Dave. Dave Ramsey. Yep. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, now he gets a start. Uh, in television in 2006 with guess who? CNN. I know, right? That's a bit of a shocker. Yeah. What a twist, guys. See, we had some good things for you. Yeah. So uh, he won the Marconi Radio Award in 2008. Um, that's the same year he joined Fox. And ah, so he switched sides. Now, 2009, he makes this controversial statement claiming that Barack Obama is a racist. Yes. And based the, on an interview Barack had. Yes. And the advertisers left. Mass it was like a exodus. mass exodus. Yes. yes. You stole the word right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. It was like 46 of them just like, ah, we're out of here. We don't want to be tied to this guy. But he weathers that somehow. Yep. And uh, he leaves in 2011. And there's some Two ambiguity. More years. Yeah, with what all went down there at the yes. end of that. Now, Roger Ailes yep. said, Jesus. I've heard he's been fired. I've heard he's quit. Either way is okay. <laughs> and uh, This sounds about right for that bag of shit. Yeah, now Beck, Beck's argument is if I was fired, why was my last show live? I think that's a fair argument. Sure. Roger Ailes that's also funny. Feisty said, on the way out, man. Screw you, employer. They're both like flipping each other off. <laughs> yeah. Roger Ailes uh, also said, um, Beck's views were different from our own. Which I find not true. Like, largely, he's right in step with what they have going on. He's Still today. I don't know. He's different in, in some ways. I, I don't... Well, the difference... I'm sorry to cut you off. No. The difference is, like we talked before... Yeah. It's he went from being on TV where there's news being provided that had to be based on some kind of fact to entertainment. The Blaze is entertainment. Well, it says it on their webpage. On his last episode, he said, um, "We have grown to be something bigger ah. than a television show, and that's why it makes sense that we are not on television." 
Ah. So by something bigger, a inter- entertainment media enterprise. So yeah, so uh, he moved the show to his network Mm -hmm. again. At that time, it was GBTV, and I didn't do any research on this, but I'm gonna guess it stands for Glenn Beck Television. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, Funny thing I also thought about doing was doing the show in the style of Glenn Beck with a big chalkboard behind us. Yeah, we did. We debated it. Found out that it had already been done by Stephen Colbert and uh, John Stewart. Yeah. And they probably would do it better than us. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, they have a little bit more of a budget to work with on that one. So yeah, and see. talent. Yeah, what are you talking about? Sorry, buddy. Call like a. I am definitely as talented as you, which means that combined we are definitely as talented as like one fifty thousandth of Colbert's yeah. left pinky. So that's enough. That's enough for this. That's enough for this, right? So, uh, now, the Wall Street Journal estimated that the uh, that they were going, his uh, Blaze Network, or GBTV, was uh, going to generate $40 million mm. when his subscriptions topped 300000 Wow. And the Blaze is currently available on 90, uh, through 90 TV providers. Oh, cool. Hey, good for them. Yep. And that's the one thing I'm going to give him credit for right now. Yeah. Like, he stepped in it a lot, and he never stopped. Well, six best sellers. Yeah. 90 TV providers spreading it to the masses. I mean... And his, I mean, he's still huge on the radio. You know, I think that's just it. I mean, the message, however much uh, we may disagree with certain points and, you know may even agree with other points yeah Yeah. his style is attractive and has caught on and you know i won't say that uh, there's anything wrong with that part of it it's a great business model uh made a wealthy guy the politics of glenn beck correct he's a conservative with a libertarian leaning yep those are his words right yep yep uh nra yep all All the the way way. baby i made that up but i like it he didn't say that, but that's part of his yeah. pitch. I'm sure I didn't make that up, but that's what I wrote down for it. Uh, he's okay with gay marriage. He's like, I don't care who you marry, but don't tell me who my church has to marry. Yep. I yeah. largely agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And I, we were talking about this earlier, too. I don't like the way Elizabeth Warren answered a question in uh, CNN Town, Town Hall. Hall recently where, yeah, where she was like, she was asked the question, you know, what are you going to say if someone says, my religion tells me that marriage is between a man and a woman. And she basically mocked the, the, the hypothetical questioner, you know, saying, uh, you know, good luck if you can even find a woman. It's like, wow. that's just that's just taking the wrong tack. I mean, I know she was trying to be funny in her <clears throat> comfort zone, but hey, guess what? At the end of the day, we all have a right to have our opinion. And if your belief is that it's between strictly a man and a woman... No one should be able to just sit there and tell you and mock you about that. Sure. We're in, we're in the land of the free. What happened to that? Um, so, Glenn Beck also argues that progressivism has less to do with individuals who seek to... Uh, re- oh, sorry. This is a quote. I didn't put quotes on it. Mm. Progressivism has less to do with individuals who seek to redefine, reshape, and rebuild America into a country where individual liberties and personal property mean nothing if they conflict with the plans and goals of the state. Hmm. It's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. 
probably should quote that at a different point, but um, he is anti-progressive all the way through. He vowed on his radio show to, uh, again, quote, To the day I die, I am going to be a progressive hunter. I am going to find these people that have done this to our country and expose them. Mm. See, and I think that that in itself just says that it's the same kind of crap that McConnell said when he said he was the grim re he was the grim reaper of all the legislation coming out of the house. He was going to kill it all just because it's a democratically led part of con portion of Congress. Yeah. So just because you disagree with the other side, you're just going to completely shut them off. Yeah. Right. Their their opinion, their voice does not matter. We have been talking tribalism. That is a poster child for that. Like how, how on earth are we gonna be the country we've been in the past if that's the mindset? We're just gonna screw the other, screw you guys. We're not gonna participate. We just want to win. Yeah. You know, winning. Uh, if you just strictly win, I learned this in a class when I was learning about negotiations years ago. If you are in a negotiation and only you win. That means that only the other side loses. And if they perceive that they've just completely been screwed and lost, they, A, will not do business with you again. They're going to find a way to make sure you get yours. Yeah. So setting the Makes stage enemies. for retaliation. Stacking the courts, guess what's going to happen when the opportunity comes again for the left? They're going to stack it their own way. Like, why can we not have balance? Okay, I'm going to warn Sorry. everyone. There's another long quote coming up. Uh, in June of 2010, a guy named Alexander Zaitchik wrote, uh, he wrote a book called Uncommon Sense, Glenn Beck and the Triumph of Ignorance. No oh, man. What's my favorite phrase? Yeah. Willful ignorance. Willful ignorance, guys. So this is in my Amazon cart right now, because uh, I'm very curious to read it, especially after doing this show. Yeah. Wish I, I probably should have waited, but it's what we're doing this week, so here we go. But quote from that book. <clears throat> Beck's true religion is not patriotism, Mormonism, or conservatism. His true religion is cross-platforming, self-marketing. According to Beck's worldview, there's no inherent contradiction between his sophisticated insight for self-promotion, his propagandist rodeo clown act, his self-image of a media mogul, as a media mogul, and a professed belief system. I think he actually believes God wants him to make a ton of money and become a huge celebrity by fear-mongering and generally doing whatever it takes in the media to promote right-wing causes. You know, I won't say there's a lot of truth. I mean, there's, there's definitely elements of what I have seen and read and heard that are, that's, that's spot on. Yep. You know, I mean... And it's what I take issue with Glenn Beck. The, the big issue, I'm going to tell you why, and I'm about to get to it anyway. We'll grind your gears, Chris. The, the big issue I have with Glenn Beck is I was a big Vice News guy. I used to watch their nightly news every night, and they did this article with Glenn Beck, or a big uh, show. And this is in 2016, and it was, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to it. Because yep. first, I want to go in time. Uh, I'm going to go over some of his interviews. And this is why I call him the boy who cries wolf. Um biggest hypocrite because he's a big hypocrite Crazy. so uh maybe there's a better word for it but that's the most appropriate one we've found so far so if you got a better one let us know mm -hmm. so uh in a 2014 article with vice he talks about this brain illness he had 
and it plagued him. He said that he would get seizures, he couldn't sleep. Made him crazy is what he said, Made too. him crazy, yeah. Made him feel crazy. And um, eventually he got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. Now, there is a Yale professor who came out and said the guy that diagnosed this guy is a um, neuro... It's this weird thing. It's like a pseudoscience. Okay. So apparently there's some people that think that this is all made up by Glenn Beck. So, um, but anyways, Glenn Beck has this mental illness come on. They tell him that in five to ten years he may not be able to remember his children's name and everything. And this really puts him into a retrospective or introspective, excuse me, um, thought process. He actually had someone start following him around to shadow him and help carry on his view if and when he couldn't remember it and stuff. (laughs) And, I mean, he was doubling down on all this, man. And um, so he ends up getting some hormone treatments and other things, and he comes comes out of it full circle and he says yeah you know my my brain is very much i'm back very much back wow way. okay so but it made him Good. do some thinking and it talked about you know he's going to be glenn beck 2.0 mm. and these are some of my favorite quotes from this from this article he yeah. says i really want to get out of the tear down business and into the lift up business ah okay okay so this is 2014 yep he apologized for his rhetoric at Fox and his role in helping tear the country apart. So he's saying that Fox tries to tear the company, the country apart. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he says, I'm still the same guy who believes that the country is in trouble, but it has nothing to do with one party over the other. Oh, really? So we're saying that it's okay to be objective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like Glenn Beck for this. These That's a things. great quote. Yeah. If that was upheld, I would be... On, I would be paying 10 bucks a month right now, guys. And uh, the last one from that article I thought was good was, I just lose more and more faith in being able to change things at the top. We have to change things in the individual, in the heart, and with our kids. It has nothing to do with policies or politics. and has everything to do with our humanity. <laughs> yes, Glenn Beck. I don't. You are so that. right. Yeah, man. <laughs> you are... You are a guest on this podcast. We would love to have you. And at, I at this point. I agree with I agree with That's that. That's great. So and, and this takes me to twenty sixteen. And I listen to Glenn Beck in the morning sometimes. I'll I'll switch between that and NPR. And because um, honestly NPR just gets so bleeding heart sometimes I can't even do it. Or yeah. it's just really out there. It's like some obscure fashion. Yeah. And I switch and, over to listen to classic rock. I know, that's, that's smarter. I should do that. I'm going nuts, you know, to some Sammy Hagar journey or something. So the title of the interview is Glenn Beck is a conservative in exile after Trump. This is from HBO Vice News. And um, again, these are quotes directly from him. The right media is no different from the left. Okay. He's saying they're both misinformation machines, which... After watching Don Lemon have his hyperbole on everything, I'm using hyperbole there. Um, I, I think I think that's somewhat fair. There's bias on both sides. Oh yeah, and that's, that's all I think. He was they even attacked Glenn Beck, like just bombarding him with dumbass questions and things that are unrelated. And, and, and you know, you ready for this this quote? Yeah, voting for Hillary has even crossed my mind. 
this 2016. Wow. Okay. He said he never considered voting for Trump. Oh, hell yeah. He got kicked off of uh, radio for something like that, didn't he? Well, a little different. Yes, kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. He had a guest on, and... 2016. Glenn Beck put the question to him, uh, you know, what do you think is going to happen? He compared if, Trump if to he, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Yep. Yes, compared, yeah, compared Trump winning to Nazi Germany in 1933. Yep. And uh, he said, what are we going to do? What's someone going to do? So the author he was interviewing. Yeah, says uh, some What patriot, patriot will step up and assassinate I him? Even, I don't know if we should be saying anything. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so scary. In the sense that that's not our view at all. That is we not We're both going to go on the record saying that's not our view at all that is what happened to glenn beck and got him kicked that off is exactly of right serious patriot Channel rightfully so and moved to the triumph yeah he, he got kicked off of serious radio for saying that on there which is rightfully so like that's ridiculous you cannot say you're going to kill somebody yeah so, like this is politics is not supposed to be life or death in this glenn beck interview with vice news um they make him watch the debate that trump has with Hillary, where where he has yeah. that line, uh, no, because you'd be locked up or something. Right. And uh, he says that, you know, Trump was just, he's like, that that's Roger Ailes. You know, he was saying Trump was very much using Roger Ailes' tactics rhetoric. And Roger Ailes comes from the Nixon administration. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure on that. So is Roy Cohn. I know. His mentor. I know. I it's know. like, he's seriously, I'm not kidding, guys. I truly believe if Trump was going to be really happy, he would wake up and roll out of bed and then he would read the paper and it would say, July 15th, 1955. And he'd be like, yes, all those brown and black people are in their place and this, that, and the other. Like, seriously, that's what I, I believe. Yeah, I know. And, and Glenn Beck in the same article says Trump's unstable and dangerous. But then, now he's saying he's going to what? Vote for him in 2020? Oh yeah, well Hitler, he's gonna vote for Hitler. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, Beck leaves the Republican Party in 2015. I guess I'm going a little over too. But yeah, um, sorry. Glenn Beck reveals how he comes to support Trump. Yeah. Talks about how, um, you know, he couldn't believe all the good things he was doing. He did the tax cuts. He did the no. Uh, I know. Oh, God. I, I know. The, the tax cuts are not real. Sorry. They are for him? Well, yeah, because he's rich. Because he's worth, what, $225 million? $250 million. So, yeah, I'm sure so Trump and tax cuts. Glenn Beck are like, fuck yeah, we're getting all the money. He got conservative justices in. Um, he got us out of the Iranian deal, which I think is terrible. Yeah, right. That helped There's no check and balance now at all. Hmm. And Except for the EU. Um... Yeah, and then, and this is, oh, that's the name of the thing, Glenn, that's the actual name of it, Glenn Beck reveals how he grew to support Trump, and he's talking with Sean Hannity oh. on Fox, Yeah. so this is in 20, he's back on air at Fox, yeah, so yeah, this is, this, like, this year, oh, it's year. 18, yeah, and he goes on to say that the new green uh the new green deal uh green new deal yeah was a bunch of horse crap he says it's a, just a distribution of of wealth which clearly indicates to me that they've never read it yeah a distribution um, of wealth to who us i know i fucking hope so <laughs> i'm sorry i'm dropping so many f-bombs guys like this guy just kills me I it literally can't. makes my 
makes my chest burn with anger. He also talks about how the Democrats are for a fan of of are they backing infant oh, side? Oh man, yeah. So and and this that is gets into the, the guy whole thing about that said he wants to get out of the business of tearing down yep. and, and getting in the lifting up to build business. up. Right? He's he claims that the liberal media what to twenty. It doesn't take him long to no. evolve to call Trump unstable. That was 2016. Here we are, 2019, three years later. Now he's won so, over by Trump. And he justifies it as, well, I didn't have anything to base it off, off Trump until until he became president. Even though everybody literally called exactly how a Trump presidency was going to go based on The Apprentice. Like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I know. It's... This is 2016. I just think it's fun to go back and forth because it literally shows how he goes back and forth. Glenn Beck says voting for Hillary is a moral and ethical choice. And it's not acceptable to ask a moral, dignified man to uh, to catharsis vote to help elect an immoral man who is absent decency or dignity. Yeah. If the consequence of standing against Trump for our principles is indeed the election of Hillary Clinton, so be it. At least it is a moral, ethical choice. I'm on board with that. He went on to say that he, you know, that Hillary could be stopped through Congress and stuff like that. That's just it. And it's not like he was like saying Hillary's, you know, better, like his first choice. Like right now, Trump's saying that he keeps bringing up how the Democrats are mad that he won the election. Guess what? I am mad that he won the election, but I'm over that. I don't care about the, the special counsel's investigation. I don't care about that because guess what? It's on the shelf. All those obstruction things can be brought back when he's out of office. Yeah. And so... So just like Hillary, if she did something illegal, prosecute her. I have no problem with that. Glenn Beck then was on doing an interview with John Stossel. I showed oh, you that one. Yeah. And he, the biggest thing I want to point out is that in this article... John Stossel says, what about what you said about AOC? That she should be locked up for uh, making outrageous comments. Right, about the, the Customs of Border Patrol. Yes. And Glenn Beck says, come on. I'm unscripted on air for five hours a day. So basically, don't listen to what I say. I know. Listen and, to what I mean. And does he what? not realize that people eat every word he says up and take Correct. his back? I had a boss once that said, words matter. He was referring to legal language in a contract, but guess what? Words matter, folks. Especially when you all have the time. millions of viewers. Yes, all the sway. millions of listeners. Like we said, the media machine that Glenn Beck has is impressive. It's a wonder. It's a great model. But with that power, you have to respect that power. So, and, and this is my, I'm going to... You can't just cop out, ever. I'm, I'm going to give you a Glenn Beck conspiracy oh, on yeah. Glenn Beck. My Glenn Beck conspiracy. On yeah, Glenn Beck. let's have it, buddy. I believe that Glenn Beck is trapped. He's held hostage by all these people, and Glenn Beck needs to be saved. Glenn Beck from is, himself, huh? From what he's created? Yeah, literally. Because I every time he goes on mainstream media, he's he says that it's the media's fault. That it's that we need to stop oh, yeah. vilifying each like. And then he goes They're on driving his the own division. show. Yep, and he vilifies. And, he, and, yep. and it's you listen to it. There's all this libtard stuff and all these name calling and profiling. Everybody's opinion has to be the liberal opinion, even though not every liberal probably agrees with one another. It has to just be one way or the other. It's black so, and white. So and then no compromise. Glenn Beck doesn't 
decide to back Trump in 2016, right? I think he starts to lose, bleed oh, followers. Yeah. Supporters. Yep. Yeah. Because the Trump machine created followers. Yep. And faced with a company and tons of employees and hey, stuff like that. It he's got bills to, to pay. go back into the bullshit rhetoric that he peddled for years that got him where he was. Yep. And guess what? Trump does the same thing. Oh, I know. I know. This is about so, Glenn Beck, so, though. But no. Yeah. He pulled another thing. Another Trump thing. Yeah. Right? People are pulling out of Trump's deck saying, hey, it worked for him. Why can't it work for me? Oh, it hurts. I no just... matter what history says, right? When people look back on this and go, what the hell happened? Glenn Beck, even after his ma magic brain recovery, um, yes. Yes. He... Hey, maybe it was a miracle. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, he... Oh, man. He, he really did try to be different for, like, not very long. But he came to this, like, idea, and he did this mini-series on Nikola Tesla. Because he goes, I think I have my history wrong. He goes, there was, um, Nikola Tesla, and there was Edison. And everyone remembers Edison. When no, it was Nikola Tesla that did all this. So he goes, I'm wondering who are the Nikola Teslas of today, you know, that we that we don't know. These are great questions. I do not feel like that is still the man that is talking now no. and, and spreading the BS. Cause like, not with what I've heard. No. Like about, about the media and social media in particular censoring yeah. his output. Like there was a, a friend of ours sent us... A, uh, Glenn Beck special talking about how he they had the Blaze had created a movie I believe yep and the movie uh, had generated some of the greatest um, numbers in terms of sales or or views on the Blaze network that they've ever seen right yet on YouTube and other outlets outside of the Blaze they only got you know a few million views which I don't know what the scale is of the Blaze. For comparison but guess what if people on your network love what you're saying i'm not surprised and if people outside of yeah. your network grab onto it to some degree yeah i'm not surprised right because not everybody's going to listen to that and believe it i have a problem with it when i hear that and then i hear other examples about hey normally my twitter has x amount of of interactions and but it only got a fraction of that this time if people read BS, I believe in their essential ability to filter out that chaff. And guess what, guys? As much as I love everybody who's listening to this thing right now, we don't get a ton of engagement either. Right? Yeah. We know you're out there listening. We love you for that. But we don't see, you know, 5,000 likes. We don't get 110 likes. I'll huh? take 100 likes. I'd love 100 likes. We did uh, cross the 100 plays on SoundCloud. That's right. We're getting plays, guys. We love you all. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I... On Wikipedia, they have a really nice breakdown of, like, uh, Glenn Beck's political influences and stuff like that. And this is one thing I think is interesting. Like, Glenn Beck, another thing I like about Glenn Beck, um, 2000... Wow, it feels like forever ago. 14, I guess. He goes down to Texas border. Yep. 
uh, with Ted Cruz, <clears throat> caravan of people through his charity, and helps the kids that are being detained under the Obama administration. Correct, saying, because the Obama administration did detain kids, yeah, families. And he claims, you know, that, that he still wants to end DACA, he's for all that, but he doesn't think it's fair for kids to be caught in the middle of, of political crossfire. All this stuff. Yep. He can do things that are good. Yes. I, I get that. But literally, he cannot stick to his message. And that's why I believe, again, he's either held hostage by his company, that, that he created this monster that got big on fear-mongering and rhetoric and stuff like that. And when he tried to get away from it, yeah. he tried to present it as this like magical rebirth. He talks about how it was his pivot point and that he doesn't trust people who claim they've changed if they don't have a pivot point. Like, he really tried this whole rebranding thing, and it seems like it failed miserably. So he just gave up and just went back into the same crap he'd been peddling before. He has the lowest bar for facts. He, mm. we talk about this, he, he starts with a nugget of yep. truth. Yep. And then he just piles layers and layers of what-ifs yep. and... Uh, and hyperbole. Yeah. Yep. Suspicions. Yes. Things that might be. And granted, I don't disagree. It's possible. Anything's possible. But at the end of the day, the overwhelming evidence says no. It's not happening. I went to, I wanted to find, like, I feel bad. And I understand this doesn't exist because it's too hard and who would do it. But, like, I went to PolitiFact. I went to Snopes. I wanted to try to find, like, a, um, an overall rating. Of yeah. Glenn Beck and all the BS he pumps out. Closest I could find was on PolitiFact. They did a 2016 scorecard. Oh, yeah. Stories. Sure. PolitiFact's good. I like PolitiFact. So they have six different topics or six different categories. categories. Yeah. They start at true, mostly true, half true, mostly false, false, pants on fire. Sure. Okay. So I decided to split it at half true and mostly false right so right in the middle mostly true to mostly false <laughs> yeah right it, yeah it goes from true to half true and then mostly false to pants on fire yep 58 percent of the stuff he said is in the false category yep like proven to be untrue yes and like why do i don't know i know it's why what i talked about with entertainment right yep. people he, uh, want to latch on to those who have the same views yep they want to feel that they're um, justified, and they want to feel that they're part of a larger group of folks that have had the same views. So There's nothing wrong. It's tribalism, guys. We talked about it, right? Nothing wrong with that in, in, its, in its basic principle other than the fact that you can't just say, my tribe's better than yours, and we're going to kill all you guys or whatever. <laughs> uh, on June 4th, 2010, Beck endorses Elizabeth Dillings' 1936 work, The Red Network. A who's who in Handbook of Radicalism for Patriots. He said that this book, The Red Network... Oh, he said this is the book. The Red Network, this came in from 1936. People, uh, Joseph McCarthy was absolutely right. <laughs> this is who were the communists in America. Oh. And then Beck was criticized by an array of people... Because 
they claim that Dilling was an outspoken anti-Semite and a Nazi sympathizer. And why I think that's just interesting is because he's like Glenn Beck's huge rah-rah cheerleader for Israel. And he, he even defends what is, Israel does because he goes, there comes a time when peaceful people have to defend themselves in unpeaceful ways. And to that, I would I would love for him to say, well, what about Antifa? Right. So he's fine with Israel just blasting away after Palestinians. Yep. But Antifa is like the worst terrorist group that ever. Like that's just, the guy's a hypocrite. He can't tell a true story half the time. Forty-two percent of the time, it was half true or above. Right. He some he basis gives, in fact. He gives lots of money to Israel, but he is uses anti-Semitism and anti-Semites teaching as one of his guiding light principle books. I mean, the guy just... It's an enigma of things to unwrap. I know. But that's part of why the machine works, right? It's really hard to just... It's it's hard to say that there's still good things about him. The other Today, one... Today, yeah. The article I sent to you that, that drove me nuts because it was an article claiming like... Uh, Glenn Beck walks out of a CNN interview yep. after they bring up the Blaze Network's layoffs or something. Yep. And, like, Glenn Beck's getting interviewed by this guy who also does a really good interview. I, we'll leave that one out because we're going long anyways. But, yep. Um, so, Glenn Beck's getting interviewed by this guy on CNN who I think is a moron at best. <laughs> and that is being polite. Yes. Sorry. True. So, he... The guy is trying to talk to Glenn about the uh, kids at the border thing. Yep. And and Glenn's talking about, hey, I'm one of the only guys that, that were giving support to these kids when a Democrat was in office and when a Republican is office. Yep. You know? And he's going on to say that, and they're talking about the crisis at the border. And Glenn Beck is... Engaging. Engaging. Yep. And, and very much on topic. And then the guy pivots and asks Glenn, so... There's rumors that people are, are, are you're trying to sell the Blaze Network and and that you are having to do mass layoffs. And Glenn's like, Are you are you kidding me? This is like the most ridiculous question. I came Wait, here to talk to you about the crisis. I thought he liked the guy with the pivot point. I know. <laughs> Sorry. No, Did not mean to do that, that to you, but Yeah. I it, It's true though. I I agree with you. I him. felt That's terrible bullshit. for Glenn Beck. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. And like yep. Part of me is like, honestly, I, I'm frustrated too because this is the same guy that it, had Glenn Beck on when Glenn Beck changed. It and... gives fuel to the fire on the right about the left media trying to target these folks. Because it is foolish. They should not be doing that shit. It was a hit job against him on that, that one question. And this is the thing I think is why Glenn Beck is so smart and he knows it to be true. People are so dumb. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to throw it out there. You're all dumb. We're dumb too, but we're less dumb than you because we do more research. <laughs> a lot of folks, I guess. Yeah, so basically, um, Glenn Beck goes on any mainstream media that's like left-leaning, and he gives this sympathy story about how the media network, people are sick of the media networks telling lies on both sides, that the media needs to stop. And you're like, yes, you know, we are. Yep. And, and so people like people who see that think, oh, Glenn Beck is, is a logical, reasonable guy. Yep. And they leave it there. They never yep. go listen to The Blaze. They yep. never go listen to his crazy antics that he says there. Yep. And, and Remain there's, ignorant. There's two Glenn Becks. Yep. That's just it. So now you've been enlightened and you're as smart as us. 
because yes. you found out the little bit that has been researched and understood about how the message is out there that makes sense. But if you go into and the nut and bolt of the blaze, which is Glenn Beck, that is where it falls apart. That's where he's a hypocrite. Anything yeah. he says on yep. mainstream media is immediately taken apart on his own show. But it's as sad. he claims, it's five hours unscripted. Can you expect somebody that influences millions of people to, you know, say Keep intelligent, thought-out yeah, things right. for five hours? Maybe don't get on the air for five hours, Glenn. Yeah, man, if you could handle it, just do three, two. One. Yeah, something. Get off the air. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. If you're going to do that, get off. That's our uh, take on Glenn Beck, the boy who cries wolf, and uh, our update on the impeachment. Yeah. Feels like forever ago. We had a lot of good Glenn Beck stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was, the impeachment was... is important, though, guys, too, so keep your ears and eyes open on that it's one. It's going to keep unraveling, and uh, I don't know how much of an update we'll do every show. We'll definitely do major blows as yeah. they happen. It'll but, probably be um... weeks, at least, from this point until there's anything big. I would say at least a week or two. Oh, God. Oh. It blows up. Yeah. Right. So, uh, tune in next week when we say more words about uh, more important things. Yeah. Good topics that you're lucky to hear. Exactly. And uh, I'm Chris. I'm Brett. I'm Brent. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Take care, guys.